This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. This is your host, Meryl van der Merwe, and today in episode 142, we're going to be finishing up our summer series with an interview with our techie teen, Jada, and she's going to be talking to us about coding and digital art. Welcome, Jada. Thank you for having me. Now, Jada, you have already met her sister in episode 140, and if you weren't actually... Um, if you haven't actually listened to that episode, do go back and listen. A lot of things they did together, but Jada is going to focus on her particular areas of expertise and what she has done beyond what her sister and I has done. So that's episode 140. And just to remind you again to also go and listen to their mom's episode. That's how I first got to meet the family back in uh, episode 105, um, her mom, Ayana came and spoke on online resources for creative writing. And as I explained in episode 140, I started following her on social media, saw all the amazing things her two girls were doing, and they were the ones that actually inspired me to do this series um, over the summer. So, and um, Jada, let's get into it. And let me know, first of all, what are some of your interests outside of tech? So a couple of my interests include reading, making music, um, art is already like one of those things that I do both as like a job, but also it's one of my um, non-tech passions as well. Um, but yeah, I think that those are my primary things. And and music. So you play instruments? Yes, I play guitar and also sing. And I've been dabbling since quarantine in garage band. So making my own music. I have zero plans on releasing an EP or anything. <laughs> at this point, so it's all very basic. Oh, so and garage band. Uh, this was a techie interest. I didn't see so this is meant to be interest outside of tech. Of course, we're back in tech, which just goes to show how much tech just pervades all our interests in our lives these days, and why I think every teen needs to be a techie teen. So, did you teach yourself garage band, or did you use any particular resources? No, I taught myself. Um, usually, I was using it for just recording the things, but I only recently started messing around with their loop features that they have of different tracks and percussion things and adding it onto my own songs. So I've, I've just been dabbling around with it for a little bit, but if I wanted to get a little bit more intense with my um, expertise with it, I have a couple of friends who, who know how to mix music. Oh, okay. I use GarageBand for recording um, when I'm doing the podcast by myself and this one I'm recording on Zoom, but then I do uh, finish the editing in GarageBand. So that's what I use too in a very basic fashion. So don't come to me for any help. <laughs> don't do the music. Okay, so let's get back to what, just to kind of recap, what are the tech projects that you have done with your sister? I don't need to go into any detail, but just let's just cover because I know a lot of things you actually did together. Yes, so Anaya and I have worked on two visual novels, and then we pitched with a different team, um, which was partnered with the Tariq Foundation, I believe, and Code Crew here um, in, in Tennessee, and pitched a business project that was related to tech, 
Um, but the visual novels that we worked on were made in Tyrana Builder, and I made the artwork for both of those games that we made. Right. And we're going to talk more about your artwork in a little bit, because that is the um, where you, you have done more. You, well, you did more of the art than your sister did. She told us that in her episode. Now, um, let's just talk first about some of the coding you've done before we get into art. You have done a number of very interesting certifications, nano degrees. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about those? Sure. So. Um, the way how I got those nano degrees, which I believe currently inside of this kind of um, situation that we have with degrees through actual programs or institutions like colleges, um, these nano degrees, I can't actually transfer into something that would be able to be tangible in that sort of same sort of way. So at, at the moment, it's just more of a certification that I have. Um, but these nano degrees I acquired through doing classes with Udacity. And the two classes that I had taken with them were related to web design, um, front-end web design. And then the second one was VR game design or game development. Okay, and how much did you pay for these classes? I actually didn't have to pay for these classes because of the um, Black Girls Code. Um, uh -huh. They had a scholarship with AT&T and I was chosen to be able to accept that scholarship. And they had me come back a second time after 2017, the first time that I had done their program. Um, they had said, hey, we want you to do this again for our VR game our VR game development program. So I didn't have to pay for anything. That's great. amazing. Now, if you did have to pay, do you know about how much it costs? I actually don't know the cost of it off the top of my head, but I would assume that it would range between 600 and a couple thousand dollars. Um, usually the Udacity program is for adults who are trying to transfer out of their current field into the tech fields. And it just gives them that type of certification to be able to go into the tech field at automatically after you know taking their classes. Right. Um, I can't remember either because I haven't looked at them for quite a while. But Udacity, when they had their very first um, MOOC uh, years ago, and they started off, they actually did uh, machine learning and um, AI as two of their very first ones before they did these nano degrees, and they were just doing it free and my younger son actually took the ai one and uh it was at that point that everything was just free it was as they're sort of getting going and trialing with it and he really enjoyed the challenge he was uh in 11th grade when he did that so don't think although it's designed for adults that your kids can't do it and um go and look because although the entire class might cost more than that's out of you know your sort of range as a parent. I, I do feel like there there may be smaller parts that they can do, and this could also count as a credit if you're using this for homeschooling. Um, and you know, even though as you say it's not an actual degree, um, if you wanted to go into the tech world, they're more interested in how you actually code than where you got your uh, training. So uh, I, I would think that even though you don't have a degree, you could actually get a job with it. 100%. Right. Um, just because I have two sons who are both in that, uh, that area, I know that the main thing is when you go for a job interview is they give you a problem and tell you to code it in front of them. So um, that's what they want to see. They don't really care where you went to college or if you did or didn't. Um, now, let's talk a little bit about TED-Ed. You have been involved with TED Ed, or you are currently involved. Just tell us all about that. 
Yes, so my boss, um, Ms. Elsa Gilliam, um, who is the CEO of a nonprofit organization called Chira Hub, which is dedicated towards um, creating video games around domestic violence so that they can teach young girls um, the warning signs and be able to uh, navigate through those different parts of life and their relationships. Um, she's the one who told me about the TED-Ed opportunity, forwarded it to me inside of an email, and she was like, I want you to apply to this opportunity because I think that you can um, you know, be able to use your story and tell something. Um, and it was a partnership between TED-Ed and Games for Change um, to be able to have youth talk about different areas that they think that either the gaming industry or the gaming community could change in different areas and stuff. So we've been creating our talks since January, I believe, January or February. And there were only 30 kids who were chosen. And um, from that kind of whittling down process, I am one of the five contestants who are now going to be able to speak at the Games for Change Festival come July. Right. And by the time um, you listen to this, this will already have happened. So you'll probably be able to Google and find out more information about um, exactly what, what happened at the Games for Change Festival. Um, the, yeah, they... I hope they're creating more games now because some of the games originally were created with Flash because I use them actually and show host Funder Funder Academy's classes. I have used some of the games for change games um, in geography and things. I love the fact that it puts you into the, you know, it tries to help you understand what somebody's going through. And so they did have some um, around the world uh, that are very good just to get an idea of what it might be like to live in someone else's shoes. Um, right, let's move on to your digital art. So when, at what age did you start digital art? Have you always been drawing? How did that all happen? I think that all kids have been drawing at some point in time um, from when you're like a little toddler and everything. But I really got interested in, you know, going into art full time as, you know, being a little bit more vigorous with my work around 2016. So I believe I was 11 at the time. Um, I started doing tech when I was 10, so it was a little bit of a, of a dissonance there. <laughs> um, but I've been doing artwork since I was 11 years old, and I got my first tablet again before I started doing artwork because I wanted to do animation using Scratch. So it was oh, a little yes. bit weird, all that kind of stuff that combined itself together. So, and were you creating, did you um, create graphics within Scratch before you moved on to more sophisticated digital art? Yes, yes. And around that time that I was wanting to, you know, go a little bit further into the arts, I was using my paper sketchbooks first um, mm -hmm. because using my tablet was a burden at that point because for the one that I have, it requires a lot of hand-eye coordination and it's a Wacom tablet. So um, I believe that it was around $60 when I first got it. Okay, so tell us again, what tablet you're using? Spell that out. W-A-C-O-M. Okay. And you that is what you use to do your drawing on? Yes, on my digital artwork. And does it come with all the software you need? Um, it does come with a software depending on which one you buy from Wacom. But for this one, no. And I had to find some different free programs. Um, because I was doing my research and figuring out, well, what is the easiest thing for me to use as a beginner in digital artwork? Um, I had come down to two different conclusions, which was 
Autodesk sketchbook, which I currently mm -hmm. use to teach my art students. And then the second one was Medibang Paint Pro. And these are both free art programs. Uh, Medibang also has an animation software called Fire Alpaca, which um, I had used a little bit in the beginning. I don't use it so much anymore. I just use Medibang Paint Pro for that. Okay, so all these things that Jada is mentioning, um, I'm going to have links to everything in the show notes. So you can go to homeschoolingwithtechnology.com and look for um, the interview with her. And you can look into all these things because if you have a child that you think this would be um, a good fit for, um, she's done the research for you and saved you the time. But do notice, parents, you don't have to figure out everything for your kids. They can figure things out for themselves. <laughs> Okay, so you got the tablet, you got drawing, and then what have you been, apart from the actual, uh, obviously, the video games and the apps that you've created, uh, what else have you been doing with your, your sketches? Um, well, currently, um, with Anaya, I'm going to be illustrating her book series that she's planning on having come out, which is related to tech. Um, this first book that she's going to be making is called Ava Joins the Robotics Team, and I'm supposed to be illustrating that series. Oh, um, nice. Yes. So it's going to be a fun project, I think. Um, and then I had worked with my mother and illustrated her book, um, mm -hmm. Bear Learns to Share, which was the first one that she had gotten published. And then um, I've also won a National Scholastics Art and Writing Award recently for 2020. And it was a portrait, a birthday present actually of one of my friends, Courtney. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't plan on it becoming this big, huge thing that it's become now. It was just a birthday present, but um, I think that it's really cool all the stuff that has happened since then um, with my artwork that wasn't even planned. I'm just drawing, I'm just creating. Um, and then also for another big thing that had happened with my artwork was that it got put instead of the New York Times. Um, and that was actually an art assignment that was given by my art teacher during the COVID times of her wanting us to express our different emotions and thoughts that were going through our brains at that time. And I ended up submitting that to the New York Times and they got it published instead of the paper. Can you, will you be able to send us a link so we can find that online? Absolutely. Okay, just send that to me and I will include that in, in the show notes. I think I, I just love your, your whole story. I just, I just love the way how, you know, going back to your sister's interview as well, you know, you expressed interest, your mom kind of got you going, and then you just took off. Um, and the two of you have just forged ahead and found so many opportunities. And as you say, I always say to people, just go out and do things. And then more things happen. There was no way you could start at the beginning and think, I want to do digital art and I want to get into the New York Times. You know, mm -hmm. it doesn't happen like that. You just do. You give birthday gifts. You just 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 put one foot in front of the other and do what you enjoy and and things just will keep happening. Um, right. So you also mentioned the fact that you're teaching. Who where yes. are you teaching? I do online art classes with um, three girls who live inside the New York, Connecticut area. Two of them are actually friends. And then the other one is um, one of my cousins who lives in um, Brooklyn. And are, do they all have Wacom tablets too? They're all using iPads actually. Because okay. um, you don't have to buy a Wacom tablet in order to do digital art. If you have a phone, you can do a digital art that way, just using your finger. You can use an iPad, really any kind of tech stuff that you have, you can make art through that. So where can we see some of your digital artwork? 
If you go to my website, which is jadamarie.myportfolio.com, as well as my Instagram, which is strayed too far. Um, that's not the number two, but the, um, the word T-O-O. -O. Um, then you can find my artwork there. And then on my website, there's some of my tech stuff that's been going on inside of there as well. Right. Um, I, I've been following both girls for a while on Instagram and they are very inspiring. And I have loved watching your artwork um, as you often post it on your Instagram account. Um, right. So to finish up, I would like to know what advice would you give a teen who wants to get started with digital art? Um, two things, really. I'd say to just A, get started. Um, it really doesn't matter where you start. If you just think of something, hey, I want to learn how to draw a face, then I would say definitely focus in on drawing faces if that's something that you want to get better at. Um, and also to draw every day. It doesn't matter even if you're not doing it digitally, just draw in general, because then that'll also transfer over into your digital skill, or at least that's the way that it worked for me because I was doing both at the same time. So if you work on both of them at the same time, then you're definitely going to be able to grow exponentially. Right. Well, thank you so much for the time that you have spent with us today. And thank you for your advice and uh, all the best in your final year at school. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you listeners for coming along on this journey over the summer. I hope you enjoyed hearing from all these different techie teens and we'll be back to our usual type of podcasts from next week. And I will see you again then same time, same place. Thanks for tuning in to homeschooling with technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.